Will you be our Valentine? Hi, this is Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, Episode 456, Valentine's Ideas and Inspiration. And boy, do we love Valentine's Day. And you know what I like about it, Kelly, is I don't feel the pressure that I do on Christmas to really ramp up the house or to do something really, really intense. Would you say that's the case for you too? I so agree. And I do think it's such a fun holiday. You can do something. You don't have to do something. You do something little. You remember somebody, whether it's a friend or what have you, and send them a little something. And it just makes their day. I think it's just a sweet little holiday. As my husband would call it a Don Draper, you know, for Mad Men holiday, like it was Hallmark <laughs> created or Don Draper created. Well, but we don't really exchange cards, so we don't really bind all that stuff. But I think of it as just kind of a nice holiday. Here's what I think of it as. I don't see it necessarily as a romantic holiday, although that's great too. But I kind of like see it as a time to just make my girls feel special. So we used to always try to get them some chocolates and maybe kind of have a special table and a special meal where they would just feel special. So it was kind of more of a family thing. So that's kind of the approach I'm taking with this is kind of how to make your house feel festive and warm and inviting with kind of a Valentine's theme. And that can be just for you and your special someone, for you and your family, or for you and your friends or, you know, a Galentine's kind of thing. I always do a little something special for the girls when they come down in the morning. And that's, you know, changed over the years as they've gotten older. But, you know, there's always a little something at their place oh. for breakfast. And then we'll have a special dinner. And it's just lovely. I'll, I don't use pink in my house as much <laughs> as you do, but there'll be some pink and there'll be some flowers and things like that. Today, we have a bunch of ideas on how people can celebrate this lovely day. Also, maybe add some things to their home or whip something up in the kitchen. And take the spirit of the day into your own hands. I came up with this quote when I wrote my book, and I really love it. I say, don't wait for somebody to send you flowers. Make your own arrangements. Mm. And you can take that literally or figuratively. And I think it's a kind of a good girl power thing to do. And it can be very specific in, you know, maybe go get yourself some flowers and create a beautiful arrangement. So that's the spirit of which I sort of approach. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing, too. I don't expect anyone to bring me flowers. And I just, I usually get some myself and have them on the table. And I wanted to talk about a few specific things that I found. Uh, What about a garland or bunting of champagne gold hearts? And these got great reviews on Amazon and you could cut these into shorter strings. It's, it's 52 feet of them. Oh my gosh. So you could, uh, well, I think it may be several strands of 13 feet or whatever, but you know, you could kind of string them together uh-huh. or separately. I mean, that would just be so fun to have that in your dining room all set up. Like very inexpensive too. I mean, less than, I don't know, $15 or something. So, you know, an inexpensive thing, but it just looks so pretty in the room. That's so cute. I have some specific items too, but I thought I'd kick off with a few things that you could make. Now, these are really easy and you can keep them year to year. I did this wooden X kiss many years ago on my blog and I get so many comments on it, you know, throughout the years. I had found some salvaged wood and I was like, this is such a cool patinaed piece of wood. What can I do with it? And I just kind of crossed them all and I thought, oh, Kisses, (laughs) hearts and kisses, you know, hugs and kisses. So I cut them and and I glued them, and that was the end of it. And I put them on my mantle and I did a blog post on it, and the crowd went wild. Great idea. So, anyway, it's just a simple thing to do, and you don't have to find Mm -hmm. patinaed wood. Mine just happened to be, in fact, I kind of 
pulled them out of a trash can at a client's house because I was like, wait, let's not throw that molding out. I think I can make something out of that. But you could just get regular wood. You can paint them any color you want. You could try to distress them if you wanted. So I'll put a link to that blog post in the show notes. Again, super easy. You could use with me. Maybe you've just got some little pieces of wood on hand. You can make them big or small. And it's just really cute Great on the mantle. idea. And hey, not even shaped like a heart. So it's very creative. Not even shaped like a heart, but they kind of get, you get kind of get the feel of it. And I do love pink and my daughters love pink. So I also found some charming heart-shaped pink votive candles that are unscented. So you could use them with a meal. I think they'd be pretty on the table. It'd be so pretty to have these scattered around. Again, if you want to take a nice soak in the tub, you can put them in the bathroom or... I like your point. People really shouldn't use scented mm-hmm. candles when they're eating. It just kind of really messes up the meal. So that's nice that you could use them on Valentine's Day while you're having dinner and not worry about them smelling like, I don't know, <laughs> candy tufts or, <laughs> or roses or something like that. Uh, another really easy DIY, and this is what I use pretty much every year for Valentine's Day for my girls. I had got these sort of mid-sized jars and I painted them with chalk paint and then wrote their names on the outside of them. I had a little red ribbon. I think the ribbon maybe has little white hearts on it too. And I got these little, uh, there were vintage keys, but you can purchase, uh, you know, little packs of like the crafting, like, like little skeleton keys. And I attached them to the top of the jar with the ribbon, kind of like key to my heart. Inside, I put some shredded fluff. And so it's a very contained area. So you can't put too much in there. So it's kind of great for a holiday like this. Maybe you get a few great little chocolates and put it in there. And when they were little, maybe I stuffed in a Polly Pocket or something small. And then as I got older, like junior high, I think I segued to $20 bills wrapped in red and white (laughs) baker's twine, you know, and stuck it in there. So throughout the years, this has kind of been the thing that they find at their spot for breakfast. And then inside, just little treats to start the day on Valentine's Day. I love that. Yeah, I used to be really crafty. (laughs) I know, you're so Well, I used to do that so much, especially when I had my Girl Scout troops and my girls were little and wanted to do all of that. I was doing so much more of that on the blog. So uh, that is just fun to get lost in a craft. Both of those you could do literally in an hour. I think that your Valentine's Day celebration should include some sort of special meal somewhere along the way, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or afternoon tea. But I love the idea of having heart-shaped plates. And I actually have some that have green plaid ribbon on them. Uh, I mean, they're ceramic. They're hand-painted. I've had them for years. So I actually, they double for Christmas plates because they're green. And then because they're heart-shaped, I use them for Valentine's Day as well. And I stack them with my purple plates. So, because I don't think I have, well, I have a few pink plates, but not too many. So I stack them with the purple. I just think the purple and the green goes so well together. And then I have some pink flatware. Pink flatware. Of course, right? Yeah, well, you know, what can I say? What are you pulling out of that (laughs) Narnia closet? I don't know. Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff in there. But anyway, I found some really charming pink ceramic plates that you can get. And I'll include the link uh, where you can get them. But so, because mine, of course, aren't available anymore. But these were really cute. Talking about floral arrangements, think out of the vase. Uh, Look around your house or look at a local thrift store. And certainly can be for Valentine's Day or any time. 
you can put flowers in so many things and just about anything if you're able to slip in a little jar or a mason jar or something to hold the water, which I do suggest uh, in any non-conventional vase. You're not sure whether or not it's going to be watertight. So I have a blog post on this where I did a Valentine's table and I used an old Louis Sherry oh. candy tin. I don't know if you can picture that, but it's tin. You know, it is tin. You've and done it- one with the oatmeal tins too, I've seen. Right, right, right. Right. And so this one was kind of a lidded box. And you could imagine years ago, probably had like two mm-hmm. or three layers of chocolates in it. So I just, I did some, several short, uh, might have been those little glass yogurt jars mm-hmm. that we used to talk about using all the time. And so I had a, maybe four or five of those in there. And I put the flowers in those and sat it inside. And then the lid kind of closed a little bit. If you can't get a visual on that, I'll have the link in the show notes. But it was such an a fun way to do the flowers and especially for Valentine's Day because it was handy tin in a previous life. It really looked pretty. So think about ways that you can use different objects to hold flowers and it's going to just be spark up your centerpiece for sure. I love that idea, Kelly. And this is such a great idea because I collect, as you know, old antique china and I have a lot of old terrines that are gorgeous, but you know what? They may have a crack here or two, and so they're not really going to hold water anymore. Uh, So the best way to handle that is to put some glass jars in there, and then you're going to put your flowers in the jars. And so this works even with old uh, china. I have a pitcher that's so pretty, but again, it's a a, um, porcelain pitcher. It's got a crack in it. Same thing. Just put the glass jar in there. And the other thing is, if you have a terrine, I think it's so beautiful to fill with flowers. But if, but again, such a wide mouth at the top, you're, you're going to have a difficult time getting all the flowers to stand up and not fall over. So unless you put in about four or five floral frogs to hold the, the flowers up in, you can put tape across the top. Or like I do, just put the glass jars in there. And I've done that with peonies in a massive spode terrine that I have and I just put those in there and it just kind of covered it up and you couldn't even see the the glasses if you fill it up enough you can't even see those glass uh, glasses inside oh absolutely and don't you turn your nose up to a lidless terrine you could probably get one at yeah certainly you could thrift them or even at a nice antique store if it doesn't have a lid they're going to sell it to you for a lot less so you can use that for well, you know, one of our favorites, just putting fruit and things like in it. But I love this idea of putting the smaller jars in. And, you know, the whole idea of keeping uh, cut flowers fresh is that the water needs to go up the stem and to the flower. Right. So the shorter the stem, the longer uh-huh. they'll last. Normally, you know, if you if you cut the stem correctly, you don't smash it and you, you do it on an angle for probably 96% of the flowers want it on an angle. But, you know, if you do all those things right, it's the water's got much shorter distance to travel. It might last a lot longer. Well, that's so interesting too, because I also uh, subscribe to the idea that if you cut them on cut flowers, if you keep cutting them every couple days, they'll last longer. So by the end of the, it's a week or two down the road, my flowers are usually pretty short anyway, because I've been trimming them all along. A fresh cut is always a good idea. But, you know, if you're going to change the water, you might as well just give them a fresh cut. So in addition to the flower idea that you had in the unusual vases, uh, well, and I think that's a very important idea. I think that having some flowers somewhere is really a fabulous idea. And really, that's going to make 
everything feels special. Even if you just did one thing, I'd probably do the flowers because those fresh flowers just feel so special. Now, another thing that I would add, and this is something that you can use year-round, is remember last episode we talked about the lighted birch tree. Use yes. it Valentine's Day. And you can hang some little heart uh, ornaments on it if you like, or not. You really don't have to, but it's got the beautiful lights. If you don't have that, but you have some string lights, those are great too. String those around the room. Or 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 if you have the smaller yeah. fairy lights, put them in a lantern. Just so you want to have some kind of special light in the room. Make it festive, make it beautiful. Uh, another idea with flowers, and if your Trader Joe's has what my Trader Joe's has, there's a, those curly willow branches right now. They've actually been out since sort of January. So I think they're still going to be going strong. I saw the pussy willows sort of coming back, and that's always a harbinger of spring. So that seemed a little early. But if you can find the curly willow branches, they are beautiful mixed in with tulips, particularly the pink ones for Valentine's Day. So the tulips are kind of let them go loose and let them sort of fall wherever they will, as tulips do, and then put in the curly willow and they'll be taller. And that can be such a beautiful type of arrangement. And you could even, if you were really wanted to take it to the next level, work in some fairy lights somewhere in there. Oh, Just but obviously, not in the water. <laughs> not, <laughs> I was going to say, obviously, don't put the battery pack in the water. If you did something where there was a jar and then you had a bigger vase, like we're talking about, you could slip the battery pack Great in idea. between. And let's go back to the heart-shaped things. I think having some heart-shaped foods is a fun thing to do. And I've got a heart-shaped egg ring or a pancake ring. So you could use that. You just pour the battery. You put it on the griddle and pour your batter in or pour your egg in. And then it just cooks in that shape. So that's a fun thing to do. And I found uh, a, a, actually it's silicon mold for a heart-shaped food, and I'll include the link. But this is, you could make muffins in it. You can use it in the oven for cupcakes or muffins. But also you could put chocolate in there to shape chocolates. It's, it's, a, it's a silicon mold, so you could actually pop those chocolates out. Or even if you want to make soaps. I mean, it's, you can use it for whatever you want. But I just think that's a fun thing to do too. Oh, that is. And I have one recipe and it is heart-shaped, so I might as well mention it now. I found this on Michael Worm's website, Inspired by Charm. He does a lot of wonderful foods and just really fun takes on foods and different drinks. And it's his brownie cheesecake hearts. I have not made them, but any of his recipes that I've ever tried, I've always been really happy with. But these look so darling and so yummy. So we'll put the link to those in the show notes as well. Sounds great. Well, the other thing I was thinking of for Valentine's Day, now I'm not suggesting you do this because this is kind of over-the-top expensive, but we're going to use this as a jumping off point. So Fortnum & Mason has all these hampers and they have a hamper for every occasion. And the Fortnum & Mason is a high-end grocer that's been around for about 200 years in in the UK. So they're 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 in London. Uh, and so they had I found because I thought I wonder if they have a special Valentine's hamper this year. And sure enough, they have a hamper called the Lockdown Lovers Hamper. Oh my gosh, that is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they've been in lockdown so much. I thought it was such a charming idea. Now, this one was about $251 plus shipping, and I don't think this one ships to the U.S. anyway, so I'm not suggesting you get it, but here's what's in it. So it's in this beautiful wicker hamper, or we would call it a picnic basket, 
And it, this particular one had dark macadamia nut cookies, rose petal and prosecco jelly, a chocolate covered raspberries, Ooh. a jar of Stilton cheese, a bottle of well, actually I had two bottles of wine, crackers, rustic mustard, pickle spread, a tin of Ceylon tea, a box of assorted chocolates, and it's in the, of course the Fortnum and Mason hamper. And I thought. This is such a great idea because you know what? You can make your own hamper. What about getting a hamper uh, at the store? And you could probably go to someplace like World Market and find one or, you know, order it online. But you could probably go out and buy one. Uh, even just an open basket. And then fill it full of all these special gourmet treats. And then bring that home. And how fun is that? And then you can have some wine and cheese and some chocolates. Um... I just, I've done that before for special occasions, just bring a basket home and filled it full of gourmet foods and everybody loved it. Yeah, I think that is just such a fun way. And I'm sure when you did it, the presentation was just over the top. So that's part of the fun too. You put in the fluff and, you know, you have it color coordinated and all of that. I think that's a really great idea and what a wonderful gift. Well, and if you do it yourself, you know, you can put whatever you want in there. You could put some special books in there. You can put some homemade foods in there. Uh, you can put, uh, there's just so mm-hmm. many fun ways to do it. But if you are in the U.S. and you do want a Fortnum and Mason hamper, they do sell them, for example, at Williams-Sonoma if you want to. So that's that would be a really nice luxury item, but very much a luxury. Those are expensive. Really, a lot less expensive if you do it yourself. But yes, it would be nice just to order <laughs> that's one an and option. show up in the door too. We're going to have so many more great ideas for you, but we're going to tell you about our sponsors right now and what a timely sponsor for our Valentine's episode, Ana Luisa. Ana Luisa creates incredibly beautiful, luxurious, and sustainable jewelry. That's right, ladies, jewelry. It's absolutely beautiful, exceptional quality, and at really fair prices. They take out the luxury markup. The jewelry at Ana Luisa starts at $39. You really need to get to know Ana Luisa. You can check them out on Instagram. It's Ana Luisa, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, to see a lot of their offerings or head right to analuisa.com slash D-T-T and treat yourself or treat somebody you love. I picked out the Ciudad hoop earrings. They have this great organic shape. I love a hoop earring. My girls do too. And the Mara Onyx ring, which is a sizable ring. So don't tell anybody, but those are two items that are going to go in those little jars I told you about. And my girls will be excited on Valentine's morning. For 10% off your order of Ana Luisa's gorgeous, sustainable jewelry, head to Ana Luisa dot com slash D-T-T. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash D-T-T and use the code D-T-T for 10% off your order. That's analuisa.com slash D-T-T for 10% off your order using the code D-T-T at checkout. And what a better way to spend Valentine 2021 than curled up watching Acorn TV. (laughs) So even if it's just you and Monty Don, you are going to have a fabulous night. Maybe get some Prosecco and a Fortnum Mason uh, pamper and you are all set. Acorn TV is a streaming service that's rooted in British television. It has a rich catalog of exclusive award-winning series across all genres, including mysteries, dramas, comedies, and so much more. Anita and I love Acorn TV. 
They have new shows all the time. I am such a fan of so many of the series. I am so excited to watch Gold Digger with Julia Armand. It's a romantic thriller that I think is going to be really suspenseful. They also have a new one, The Crimson Petal and the White, and it's starring Gillian Anderson and also Law and Order UK. You missed my favorite, Agatha Raisin. Oh, it's so it's so fun. Yeah, it's she's a detective in this small town. And of course, uh, you know, it's very dangerous to live in a small British town. They're uh, very dangerous. All the shows we watch. There's a lot of intrigue going on there. Yeah, it's a just a charming, funny show. Oh, good. I'll get to check that one out, too. So you can check this all out as well. So try Acorn TV free. That's F-R-E-E free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use the code DTT. So that's acorn.tv, A-C-O-R-N dot TV with the code DTT to get your first 30 days free. And then after that, you're going to be absolutely hooked. And it's only $5.99 a month. Well worth it. You're going to love it. And then after you've eaten all your candies for Valentine's Day, you're going to want to get back to eating healthy and Green Chef is going to help you do it. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. You're going to enjoy clean ingredients you can trust that are seasonally sourced for peak freshness. The ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly proportioned, and mostly prepped. So you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. And I know Anita and I really enjoy that in particular. She and Evie like to cook the green chef meals together. And sometimes I'm doing it alone. Sometimes I get some help. But Green Chef makes eating, well, really easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. I love Green Chef because it does help me stay on my goal of being paleo. It is so much easier when I get something delivered to my door that has the right ingredients. I don't, especially now, I don't have to be running around looking for different flowers and things like that to stay healthy. And it's delicious and I'll emphasize again, it's delivered to your door, contactless delivery. You don't have to go to the store. So there's so many reasons to love Green Chef. Head to greenchef.com slash 90DTT and use the code 90DTT to get a whopping $90 off, including free shipping. So that's greenchef.com slash 90DTT and use the code 9090 DTT to get $90 off, including free shipping. Okay, let's get back to eating some chocolates before our green chef <laughs> I know. food arrives. <laughs> what did I say about heart shaped brownie cheesecakes? Well, it's just one day or night a year. It's okay. Another food that I think of for Valentine's Day are macaroons, the French macaroons. So there's a few shops near me that I love to go and buy them at. So that's something, and it's, you know, they're kind of expensive. Another thing that's kind of, but it's a special treat. It's a special day. And so it's always fun to go get an assortment in a real pretty box. They're so pretty. Just look at them. (laughs) So don't eat them. Just buy them and look at them. I was going to say, and along with those, I think 
get to me it's also a visual treat so i mean it's really kind of about having things that look kind of beautiful so i try to use i have some really old candy dishes which are basically little jars with lids and they're footed and i just like they're glass so you can see what's in them i love filling them with kind of pretty candies around the holidays so i one of the one of them i usually fill with those pink and white and i think red m&ms that's so grand millennial. I love it. Using the, the cut crystal footed candy dish. <laughs> and I would have to tape the top on it so I didn't eat it all day long, but it does look really pretty. <laughs> okay, you can add a little touch of pink with really inexpensive pink velvet ah. pillow covers. I'm pretty sure I bought this exact pair a bit ago for one of my girls' rooms because they do have some pinks in their rooms, even though I don't have it on the first floor. Uh, they're really nice, and you can also get them from Ikea, but they don't always have the same colors all the time. They kind of rotate them in and out of that velvet pillow collection, which it has, you know, some Ikea name, which I can't recall. But there are uh, sets on Amazon. I'll link to the one that I believe I have purchased in the past. The velvet is very nice. Zipper closure, you know, just the cover. So I think they come in a pack of two. It's like twelve ninety nine. Nice. Very nice. Good deal. We're kind of on the same way, same wavelength here because I'm thinking pink velvet too, but I thought of pink velvet ribbon. So I thought, wouldn't that be so nice to use these, uh, to use some pink ribbon and just kind of maybe put it in the room wherever it is you're celebrating. Maybe just kind of tie a bow, take the ribbon down, don't throw it away, but keep it. And then you can use it later to put it on a, a package uh, for Christmas or a birthday or something. No, I love that idea. And again, you know, so many of our decorating for the holiday tips are so easy, repurposable, reusable, all of that. You don't have to go nuts. And if you wake up on February 13th and you're like, oh, I haven't really thought of anything for Valentine's Day. Well, yeah, you probably have some pink ribbon somewhere. Make it easy, make it beautiful, make it festive. And most of all, just enjoy the day. Well, and then if you like the hamper idea, Go get a hamper, and then anytime you have a special occasion, you've got it to just go fill it up. In fact, we have a little special hamper that we use at the farm that we fill up with cheese and maybe a, a glass of wine. It's it's actually one of those, uh, and I'll include a link so you can find something similar, but it's got the wine glasses in it. It has the cheese board. It has na napkins in there, cloth napkins. It's it's a little, And it's got a little holder for a bottle of wine, and you can just take it uh, on a picnic. Oh, I love that. I always look at those. And I'm like, oh, I you need one. one those. But then I thought, I don't know if I'll ever use it, but maybe if I had it, I would. For us, yeah, we do actually use that more. You got to carry your cheese in something, right? Your cheese and crackers. Of course. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, how about some little gift ideas? Maybe you just want to give a little something, whether it's to your children or your significant other, or maybe your girlfriends or your grandma or your aunt or your mom or your sisters and things like that. So I always like to think of something small. This year, I'm thinking about dropping a few things off to different people's houses. And I was just going to do mason jars and little floral arrangements. Oh. Super easy, pretty tag. I have, um, you know, I call them those two <laughs> tags, but you know, those are some vanilla tags. And I tea stained them and I have a stamper that has a crown on it. So I think I'm going to, you know, tie them up with that and write a little something Aww. and just leave it by the door. It won't take long. It'll be a couple of packages of flowers from probably Trader Joe's. But another idea, uh, because I do send things to my mom and my 
three other aunts at Valentine's Day. I started doing this a couple of years ago because like at Christmas is such a hubbub and there's so much flying around. I used to think, well, Valentine's Day would be nice because they're kind of, it's it is. kind of unexpected. So I started doing this. Yeah, right. So I started doing this about five years ago and they all live on the East Coast. So I don't see them very often. So I, one year I did a picture of them that I had that I don't think they even knew I had, which was a great picture and pretty frames and sent them out. But this year, again, sacrificing myself for the podcast, I was doing some research on Etsy this morning and I found the loveliest lavender sachets. Now, Anita and I used to do fabulous Mm -hmm. stacked trio of lavender sachets, which was kind of a big thing with ribbon and, you know, sometimes an embellishment. These are very small. You could probably get away with maybe one extra stamp on a regular card. Yeah. So they're two and a quarter or two and a half by two and a half. So a little square. But this woman on Etsy made them all from antique white embroidered linens you know the stuff that you see and you think oh nobody uses dresser scarves anymore you know what's going to happen to that and here i am like save all the dresser scarves like i have a bin of stuff like that but i haven't really turned them into anything since we had our shop but this woman is so i great idea yeah so i bought 10 of them today so i'll put the link to her a shop her name is amy but i'm super excited they're beautiful we gave you a lot of great ideas and inspiration for Valentine's Day today, and it's the 10th, so you <laughs> yep. better get on it. <laughs> so what's the hot topic? It is a House Beautiful article. Jim Dove makes the case for a wallpaper backsplash. So uh, the article is about this hand-painted De Gournay wallpaper that he used as a backsplash in the kitchen. It's stunning, it's gorgeous, and the way he did it was he used museum glass in front of the wallpaper, which I think is such a clever idea. Uh, Now, uh, this is very expensive wallpaper, but I'm thinking, why couldn't you, well, and it said in the article, it suggested, why not use some wallpaper that you've picked out that may not be hand-painted, and then you can have a tempered glass cut to size and use that as a backsplash. And I thought, what? a fun idea. I mean, you could definitely do that. And that's just never occurred to me. So what'd you think? It's beautiful. I've seen painted backsplashes with then glass over it, but sometimes the glass kind of, maybe, maybe it's frosted and the color's just coming through a little bit, but I really never have seen wallpaper done the way he did it in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. It is stunning. I mean, first of yes. all, that wallpaper is just to die for. It's more like if you haven't seen that his or that type of wallpaper, it's more well, like it's hand painted, so right? So it's big. it really is a mural. Yeah, yes. stunning, but it works so well in that kitchen. And even though it's sort of mural like, even and there's cabinets and whatnot, it's just beautiful. So I suggest everybody just take a look at that. And so many people struggle with their backsplash. We've had so many questions about that, and many of you have painted your backsplash to great success. So this is just another option. And I don't know that this would be an inexpensive option because even if you got, you know, you didn't get hand-painted wallpaper, museum glass or some tempered glass, you know, that's going to be expensive. You have to somebody to cut it. But it's spectacular. Well, I don't know that. I mean, if you already have tile there, I mean, obviously you would have to pay to have that pulled out. So that would be expensive. But if you were doing this versus paying someone to do the tiling and I mean, you were starting from scratch, I don't know that it would be more expensive than a tile backsplash or a marble backsplash. 
Oh, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I was thinking of, you know, a, a uh, renovation project. But if you're starting from the beginning. Oh, right. Renovation. Yeah. I, it's probably yeah, comparable. That would be that would be a lot. <laughs> I mean, unless you were going to just get rid of it anyway. Right. Right. But you could think about this. I was thinking even in a, you know, maybe a bathroom. Like everybody, some people are skittish about putting wallpaper in a bathroom. Maybe you could figure out a way to do it mm-hmm. in the bathroom as well, you know, behind the sink. I would love to do wallpaper in our bathroom. But I think, uh, it, you know, I love him dearly. But Peter's like a duck uh, splashing in a pond. <laughs> I don't know what well, he does. It depends on the wallpaper because the mirror is all wet. Does not hold up well to water, whereas other wallpaper uh, just seems to be better coated, and it just holds up better. I had actually bought some French wallpaper one time that was. Um, I know this is going to sound bad. It was green and red toile, which sounds bad, but it was actually very pretty, and it really held up well to to being splashed, but. It was so heavy uh, that my wallpaper person, of course, I'm not talented enough to do it, but she hated putting it. She said it was so hard to do. Oh, I love that you had a woman wallpaper person. Oh, yeah. She actually loved doing wallpaper, which is just like crazy <laughs> that somebody actually likes doing that. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think it's a great thing to know about. And I love mm, seeing beautiful. the kitchen that he did. So great article to bring to our attention. How about your crush? Well, it's a very practical crush. I found a situation where I kept buying these stick vacuum cleaners and they kept dying on me. So it was like $100 here, Mm -hmm. $100 there. And at some point you're just like enough already. But I've kind of sold on the idea of I really like the stick vacuum that's cordless because my big heavy vacuum is kind of hard to pull out. So I caved and I bought the Dyson Mm -hmm. stick vacuum. Um, My friend Peggy has one and she just was raving about it. Yeah. So I bought mine yesterday and I was at Costco and they had a model Ooh. there uh, that was $100 off. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, it's a sign. Oh my gosh. It's a sign. So uh, yes, yeah. I've, I've, I've already charged oh, good. it and used so- it some today and, and I'm going to try to convince my family that it's fun using it, that it's like a fun thing, you know, like <laughs> Finn in the like washing the fence but actually yeah. i i actually enjoy it oh and yeah the nice so thing about fun. it is that you can uh, uh i just feel like i'm going to be do a better job of keeping the floors clean rather than on a set schedule saying okay it's date my time to clean the floor when there's a mess i'll just go and get it right away or if i see something right and it's not some right. big hassle right. so yeah i'm very excited yeah. about it it's gotten very good reviews and i'll uh i'll include some links okay mine is gluten-free pasta Ah, now which kind? Um, Rumo, it's R-U-M-M-O, Rumo. I bought it first at the South Pasadena Farmer's Market in the summer, and I thought, oh gosh, that's maybe the only place I can get it. I don't see it in the grocers, even the higher-end grocers here. And so I decided, you know, because we're Google Masters, to Google it, but it took me a while to think about that. And sure enough, I found a market online, an Italian market that sells it. So I ordered it up again, sacrificing for the podcast. (laughs) I ordered some today. It's um, from the Alma Market, A-L-M-A Gourmet Market, um, an online Italian market. So you can get a lot of different things there, different olive oils. The pasta is from Italy. Uh, I don't think the Alma Market is in Italy. No, they're in America, but that's where the pasta is from. No, no, no. But I mean, it's shipped yes, from, yes, from yes. Italy. Oh, very interesting. Uh, but it was very reasonable. Four ninety nine. Sure, is a little bit more than you know your lower priced box of pasta on the grocery shelf. I highly recommend it because 
my one daughter is trying to be gluten-free, doesn't like it. And Peter and my other daughter have no interest in it. And I served this one night, you know, blind. I didn't tell them that it was gluten-free and nobody <laughs> Some of them knew. are quite good. And actually my very favorite gluten-free pasta is the Trader Joe's red lentil penne. And it's high, high in protein. So it's not going to mm-hmm. leave you with that sinking feeling that a lot of pasta does because you know, it just kind of drops your blood sugar. So that's going to really hold it with the protein. And they have a right. yellow right. lentil spaghetti. Oh, okay. So I've tried like, not Trader Joe's, but like chickpea and stuff like that. No, no, this is really bad. good. And here's the other thing, a problem I have with the gluten-free pastas, because a lot of them just fall apart. A lot of made from rice and other things, quinoa. They just kind of, they just kind of, they disintegrate. But this red lentil pasta holds yeah. its shape like like wheat pasta. Well, that's the thing about this. And that's even oh, in their okay. description. And that it actually, you know, it really holds, not only holds its shape, but then it oh, holds yes. on to the sauce, you know, because mm-hmm. you want to pick the right shape for your sauce and all that. So okay. I highly recommend it. It's been taste tested at our house. So if anybody, yeah, even if you're not really trying to be gluten-free and it's just, you know, you maybe you just want to lighten up in that department, get a couple boxes and see what you think. Okay, so our question today is about um, window treatments, which really stump Mm -hmm. a lot of people, I think, right? So Denise S. is asking about what she should do about her sliding door. Now, she's got a a couple of different things going on in her particular space, but we'll we'll try to keep it general so it applies to mostly everyone and then give Denise a, a little bit more detail on her specific space. But she's got some plantation shutters, uh, flanking a sliding glass door, and then she's got some panels in between the the, the uh, plantations and the sliders. But they're kind of decorative from what I can tell. And there's some vertical lines involved as well so anita well i think the question was um whether or not to have the curtains all the way up the ceiling or have them right on top of the the sliding glass door would you say that's the main question Mm -hmm. yeah i would say that's Uh, so Mm -hmm. i think um denise i would put those curtains all the way up at the ceiling i don't think there's any difference with a sliding glass door than a window you want to put those curtains up as high as you can and so and looking in your room it just looks like it's uh, well it looks like it's what like a foot or two but i still think i would still go up to that uh to the bottom of the uh, crown molding we're saying if you're going to put drapes over the slider put the rod up at the top and denise i would say there's just a lot of different window treatments going on in that one room i would probably take the vertical blinds down and if you can use the drapes to shield the sun or gain privacy and you can let go of the, those mm-hmm. verticals, I would do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What and I've think? had uh, curtains like this that are high up and you just kind of, you know, you can get a little long rod used to just kind of close them. So you don't need to use those vertical blinds. And yeah, I would I would take those down too. And we, one of our houses that we moved into years ago had the vertical, vertical blinds. So um but yeah, I think the curtain is going to look so much better. Yeah. And then in Denise's specific situation has those what appear to be decorative panels coming down from the way top, as we're discussing, and flanking the sliding glass door. 
I would take those extra decorative panels because they don't go all the way across and just take those off and have a rod that goes all the way across and then the drapery that now will come in place of the decorative drapes. So it looks like it's kind of a balance. So you're saying remove the balance. Yeah, I think in yeah. this particular case, I would remove this particular balance and just have the curtains. Yeah. So hopefully that helped, Denise. And then if anybody else is struggling with window treatment issues, you know, you could always send us an email and we'll see if we can give you a good answer on air. And uh, remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.